Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Chapter 36 has a great deal of details concerning the carrying out of the making of the various articles. It's a little bit redundant in terms of talking about the curtains once again and the curtain rods and the yarn and the loops and all these kind of things. It gets a little redundant. So I'm going to read some selected passages from chapter 36 rather than reading the entire chapter of 38 verses. So in verse 1, we read, Bezalel and Aholiab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord commanded. Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Aholiab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do the work. And so once again, we notice that the work was to be done just as the Lord had commanded. Uh, The Lord summoned all of the skilled workers through Moses, the people who had previously been given supernatural ability to make the various articles and the the tabernacle itself. And so they were summoned. And then in verse 3, they received all of the donated materials that Israel had previously given. It says they received from Moses all of the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people still continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. And so the, the people had previously been asked to give for the work of the constructing of the tabernacle. They had given so lavishly that they, they continued to give, not just once, but day after day after day. And so much was given that eventually Moses had to say, okay, fellas, we got enough. So verse 4, so all the skilled workers who were doing the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing, and they said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord has commanded us to do. And so Moses then gave an order and sent word to the camp that no man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were literally restrained from bringing more offerings. Now think about that, friends. They, the spirit of giving was manifested so lavishly in their midst that they, they gave um, an abundance to the point where the workmen said, please, please stop. There's, there's more than enough. No man, no woman needs to bring anything else. And so the work of the tabernacle continued. They made the, um, uh, the various implements. In, in verse 14, it says, they made curtains of goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle, 11 altogether. And um, then over the coat of goat hair, in verse 19, they made for the tent a covering of ram skins dyed red, covering other durable leather. And so the tabernacle, of course, had to be waterproof on top. The innermost layer was made out of um, fine linen and other of these these different threads that had been mentioned previously. They were woven together. And then there were waterproof levels. The goat's hair was a layer. There was ram skins. Uh, there was um, badger skin. And other durable uh, leather was used for waterproofing the tabernacle. Now, about this point in our going through Exodus, you may be asking yourself, why is Pastor Pitts going through all these details about the tabernacle? Well, friends, it's because in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews spends a great deal of time teaching that the tabernacle was representative of a true tabernacle in heaven, and Jesus is the high priest who ministers in the tabernacle of heaven. 
And so I want to read you a few passages from Hebrews today. Even though we're in Exodus 36, I want to read from the book of Hebrews. And I'll start with uh, chapter 8, verse 1 through 5. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven. Now, this high priest that Hebrews is talking about is Jesus. And he serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by a mere human being. Every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. So it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. If he were on earth, he would not be a priest, for there are already priests who offer gifts prescribed by the law. They serve a sanctuary that is a copy and a shadow of what is in heaven. That's what we're talking about in the tabernacle of Moses. The copy is uh, the tabernacle of Moses. Continuing from Hebrews um, chapter 8, verse 5, this is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle, see to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. And so more elaboration, friends, that the tabernacle Moses built was a copy of something that exists in eternity. And so once again, the book of Hebrews goes further. In chapter 9, it has this to say, verse 1 through 8. Now the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary. A tabernacle was set up. And then it goes through the, the divisions in the tabernacle. In the first room were the, ta- were the lampstand with the table with its consecrated bread. This is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a room called the Most Holy Place, which had the golden altar of incense and the gold-covered Ark of the Covenant. This Ark contained the gold jar of manna, Aaron's staff which had budded, and the stone tablets of the Covenant. Above the Ark were the cherubim of the glory, overshadowing the atonement cover. But we cannot discuss these things in detail now. When everything had been arranged like this, the priest entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. But only the high priest, once again representative of Jesus, entered the inner room, and that only once a year on the Day of Atonement, and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins of the people um, that they had committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit was showing by this way that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. And so Jesus was the high priest who went in and offered his blood for the sins of all the people, not just um, a high priest in the natural once a year on the Day of Atonement going to the tabernacle. Jesus did it once and for all in the true tabernacle represented in heaven. In Hebrews um, 9, verse 18, this is why Even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to the people, he took the blood of calves together with water, scarlet wool, branches of hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll and all the people. He said, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you to keep. In the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle and everything used in its ceremonies. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness. It was necessary then for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. And so, friends, once again, you may think that I've gotten a little overboard reading some of the details or so many details 
about the tabernacle. Today, I, I spared you some redundancy. But all of these details are significant in various different ways that are expounded upon in the New Testament. The main thing you need to remember now is that Moses saw the true tabernacle that was set up by the Lord himself in eternity, where Jesus would minister. And so the things that were to occur in the tabernacle of Moses were um, prophetic in that they were really just representative of what Jesus would one at one point do for all of mankind in the true tabernacle. That's why the pattern that was shown to Moses was so critical. Over and over and over and over to the point we're tired of hearing it. The Lord said to Moses, be sure you make everything exactly like the pattern. Why? Moses wasn't told because the real is coming. The real Lamb of God who will be sacrificed, the real person who will have his blood shed and put on the mercy seat of heaven is none other than the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so Moses was setting up a prophetic facsimile, if you will, for the real that was to occur under the new covenant. Friends, it's more than we can take in, but I want to pray into that. Lord, we thank you that in your foreknowledge, Moses built the sanctuary in the wilderness according to the pattern that he was shown from heaven, the shadow of what you erected yourself in heaven for Jesus to minister in as our high priest. Lord, we acknowledge him as our high priest, our Lord, our Savior, and our God. We thank you now in his precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.